0: Listening to the Wouldn't It Be Cool podcast with Chris Dempsey. Welcome to episode 17, Wouldn't It Be Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dempsey. Um, Please reach out. Wouldn't it be cool at Instagram and Facebook? wouldn't it be cool Uh, podcast at gmail.com and please spread the word, spread the love. Um, Let's get this thing growing. Go to iTunes, subscribe, tell all your friends and please leave a review on iTunes. Super helpful. I really appreciate it. So episode 17 is with um, a guy named Billy Butler and Billy is someone who. I kind of met on Facebook, which I thought was kind of cool, interesting, like to go sit down with someone that I had never actually laid eyes on or talked to. I had been sort of following him on Facebook. He's a local Portsmouth artist, musician, uh, writer, um, basically just a living, breathing artist. Um, The guy cannot help but need and want and have to make art, Um, and he was, he has just come off this, uh, really successful run of a, um, what he called a trunk show, which was a performance at, um, the players ring in Portsmouth where they did a, um, I'm going to let him explain it, but they put together a, a theatrical performance of his music and it was just a awesome, like runaway hit. Again, I didn't get the chance to see it sadly because by the time i became aware of it and him it had already sold out um but they uh but it just killed it and it was awesome and so i started following him and um just eventually thought this guy would be a really cool guest so we uh, he agreed and we again went to Sonny's in dover Sonny's tavern and uh sat down it was awesome i'm so glad we did it it was really cool meeting him great guy uh lots of cool stories keep an eye out for this guy uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't be just making it huge super super talent so uh yeah enjoy sit back Billy Butler and like quiet (laughs) yeah you know Um, not New York
1: yeah which yeah we moved back from New York because it wasn't New York (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, well, when you had uh, Emily?
1: No, Emily uh, Emily was a teenager when when we moved to, to New York. Just becoming a teenager.
0: Oh, when you moved to New York? Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I've been living between New York and New Hampshire for 25, 30 years. Oh, right on. Yeah. This were last you, time was for, I don't know, four years.
0: Were you born in this area?
1: I was born in Cambridge.
0: Oh, no I'm kidding. Yeah. Massachusetts.
1: Yeah. Um, and then during the race riots and the bus boycotts in the 70s, mm. my mom moved us all to Milton, New Hampshire. How weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny too. It's like, I'm moving everybody up there and our neighbors were a, a, a black family. Like, in the middle of the like nowhere. <laughs> you mean
0: the black family? Well,
1: they were the black family. Yeah. And what's sad is they were chased out of Milton. Really? Yeah.
0: Why? Like,
1: well, because they were black.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I guess yeah. I didn't know why. Yeah. But like, they, they literally felt that way.
1: Yeah. No, they were... Harassed and Jesus, yeah, yeah. I didn't get it because here I am, a kid, little yeah, yeah. kid. My best friend was black, like, yeah. it, I didn't know what black and white was. I just, yeah. oh, it's dark skin,
0: yeah,
1: you know. And I was taught what racism was,
0: yeah, by the world, by the world, yeah,
1: <laughs> or by racist assholes, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, we're rolling, uh oh, <clears throat> um, well. Welcome to beautiful Sunny's downtown. Oh, Brover, thank Hansher. you. Thank you. This podcast is almost brought to you by Sonny's. I'm almost. Waiting. Oh yeah, almost. Except they don't give us free food.
1: Yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> Mac and cheese is good though.
0: Yeah. Well, this place is rad. <clears throat> um. So, um. I had this. I I had this funny thought. Um, uh, I don't know you.
1: Yeah. Right? I don't know you, right?
0: And uh, I know the Facebook you. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. and that's exactly it, yeah. right? So n- another concept I had for a, another podcast idea right. was interviewing people that I only know from. Uh, actually, the original idea was Instagram. Sure, it was actually Instagram, which like people. which is.
1: Which is cool. I think I like I like Instagram. Instagram is sort of cool. I love it, photos. And, it, well, that's the thing. It yeah. took me
0: a while to warm up to to uh, yeah. Instagram. I was really like, o- only uh, maybe a, not even a year ago did I get on. Oh I no kidding. Yeah, because I was just like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, like you a lot just, of people said that when they started you, too. Yeah, and it's, like, I you just scroll and you scroll and like I just I don't I don't see what the engagement is. Yeah, and now I totally like get it. And it's I, pictures. I've all, I come and from I a like very.
1: That. Uh, uh, oh. Um, photograph heavy family yeah um like my, my grandfather owned um a photography shop in somerville right in the 60s nice um 50s and 60s i think definitely the 60s and my whole family goes back to when cameras were invented basically yeah. so we have a long history in our family of photographs and photography my My sister was a professional photographer forever. Oh, nice. My oldest sister, who's developmentally disabled, has loved photography. I think it's because of my grandfather. Mm. And she... um, I can't even tell you how many photographs she's taken. She literally has 10,000 photo Mm.
0: albums. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow.
1: And now with the digital, like, I can't even imagine how many photographs. And it's funny, because, like, I... I look at it like Lorraine. Why are you taking pictures of the dishes in the sink?
0: And I didn't some art there.
1: Well, that They're was cr- funny because I look back 20 years at that picture. and I'm like, God,
0: it's kind of a cool picture. It's kind yeah, of a yeah. cool picture. Yeah. Like she
1: sees things that we don't.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and yeah. uh, she's uh, she's on another level, man.
0: That's true. Cool. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't cool. know what
1: that level is. You know, whether it's higher or lower, but I just know that it's yeah. another level. And when I look at those photographs and you get it's a little,
0: a, uh, like, yeah. insight to what, yeah. like, her vision, her, yeah, her well, view.
1: and the fact that she's seeing something that we're not seeing until you take a minute and then look. You said, oh, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's why. Yeah, You know, because she has that. That's a cool concept. Take a minute and look. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: definitely a different perspective.
0: Yeah. That's pretty neat. It's yeah, cool. so you did get Instagram right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah I was sucked right into it.
1: Yeah. I, I, it. In fact, I got off of Facebook, I think. I was like, I'm I'm only Instagram. I love it. It's just photographs and, you know, no bullshit. You know, it's it's hard to hide behind a photograph because a lot of times the composition will just tell the story whether you like it or not. You know, I think that's why, you know, on Facebook, if you look at my Facebook page, there's tons and tons and tons of pictures. Uh, I try to take, you know, I don't... I don't call this a cell phone. Yeah. This is my camera that I can take pic- or make, make phone calls with. That I can communicate with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. becoming more that way. Yeah. I'm trying to take more and more. That's my new thing As I've discovered I'm an artist. <coughs> yeah. So I'm trying to, and art, uh, sorry, photography is, yeah. is, uh, is uh, one, of, one of them. Yeah. I guess one of my mediums, one of my muses. Yeah. And so.
1: Uh, I'm an amateur photographer, I guess. I don't know. I, I kind of. though. I love it. Uh, I don't make a living on it. Um, my wife's a photographer as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it's another medium. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. And I like that. Um, and I do like it that you're not. Um, Instagram doesn't suck you into shit. No, it, it just doesn't. doesn't suck you in. No, there's you know no I mean? way
1: it's... to get sucked into that. And it's funny because Facebook owns it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Uh,
1: uh, you can't get into that uh, political world. I guess you, I suppose you could, but.
0: Kind it of. It's really hard to hard. troll
1: on Instagram, really. Yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah, I do love that. I mean, I just like, I don't know. It's funny. I had my first in, in this decision and in this, who, oh, what, what did I see this? There was, I think it was Andy Warhol. That said like, you know, are you an artist? Uh, make art. Did you like your art? And it was like yes or no. Oh yeah. And the next step was make more art. Oh yeah. I
1: posted something recently like <laughs> it that. could have been using some it. like I, scribbly thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a,
0: a napkin drawing looking yeah. almost. And uh and I and that that sort of like hit a nerve or hit yeah, uh, to me and I was like, Yeah, exactly. And it's and the other day I had my first little um uh, kind of urge I hadn't taken pictures in a while right. and I was I could feel like literally I could feel a little urge. I gotta go out go. yeah. some pictures. Yeah. I just yeah. gotta go do it. And I drove actually an hour and a half north to Plymouth, New Hampshire and drove around the town. Oh, Plymouth's beautiful took like
1: the whole area. Uh, took
0: yeah. pictures, took video, little video clips. Um and then I went home and played with uh, premiere uh, video editing, and nice. I just put together a little video with yeah. my daughter's song. Yeah. And I just I took little B-roll yep. uh, video. Premiere is great. It's really cool. It really, yeah, like yeah. It's, it, I've but, had
1: Adobe products since they came out.
0: What I liked about it was um, uh, that it's really easy to do pretty simple stuff. Yeah, and then it's very powerful. Yeah, you know. So there's lots and lots and lots to go. You can go really deep with it. Oh and yeah. You can go as high level as, I mean, professionals are using it. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's so easy to do something simple. Like yeah. I sat there, I got one lesson from a friend of mine, Conrad Dundorf, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he just said, he's like, here's the basic, you know, here's the grab tool, here's the cut tool, here's right. the, you know, and that and, and was enough to just sit there and make a video. Yeah. And I put music in, I put some rain sound in. Nice. I, I made the volume go up and down here yeah. and there. And I put, um dissolves in you know yeah. transitions in and granted it took me seven hours well, it, for a three minute shows video you
1: a, imagine making a you know a two hour film oh yeah, yeah with you know a cast of a yeah. hundred <laughs> or more with extras yeah. all that crew yeah. I mean you think about it, a major blockbuster film it oh, takes 15,000 people to do
0: incredible something like that 12,000 yeah and someone's in charge of the rain sound only there's there's a whole <laughs> team yeah. <laughs> in the
1: Foley studio just making the rain sound yeah it's insane
0: Yeah, it is insane yeah
1: i've done i've done a little bit with the uh the video editing i i really i was telling you earlier that i'm kind of like at a i don't want to say a crossroads I just feel like i I need to, I need to do something else and I started making video and and working a little bit in the film area and I just kind of got out of it and got back into the theater and and music. I was fos- mostly focused on writing, but that's something I really love to to uh, focus more on you know, um, video, yeah, yeah. Uh, film. I don't know. I feel like we're in it's a really fun, yeah. But I feel like it, I feel like we're in some sort of weird transition. With um, I was telling you earlier that you know getting people to come out to a show of just music is difficult, right? Yeah. Um, It's, you know, uh, indie bands and solo artists, even, like, well-known, you know, unless you're a huge superstar, it's really hard to get people to come out. Yeah. But you do something that's a little different, something with, you know, theatrical, you know, like, I just, I did this bitter pill. Yeah, so
0: that's why this is, you know, this is kind of, this what drew me to you. Right. Um... Seeing Dave Hamilton right. online, he right. was in this show. Right. I saw this show. The images on Facebook looked really cool. Everyone and we had did like, live video too, right? Yeah, from the I stage. saw. Yeah, I saw yeah. like clips of the video, and um, you know, the makeup looked cool. Right. Uh, Dave was having a blast. Everyone was yeah. having so much fun. And then I, I, you know, I started seeing the clips, and then I, and then I noticed, and then it was obviously immediately sold out. Too. Yeah, the, the thing that yeah. the the, uh, the show just killed it. Yeah, it well, it, it
1: it filled. There were people coming that weren't. Theater people.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: I, I, uh, I suppose I'd have an easier life <laughs> as a creator, producer, whatever, if I um, stuck with one medium. Yeah. You know, maybe. But um, I need to be challenged. Yeah. I need to challenge myself, I guess. Yeah. But there were people coming that were not theater people yeah yeah you know, people had never stepped in a foot into the players' ring that's been there for twenty five years
0: yeah that blows me away too. Yeah. I just learned that about the, about the players' ring I it's fascinating was, to me how yeah. people
1: like you know how we're talking about the internet and all that how big the world is and how much access we have to everything yet we don't know that the players ring has been there for 25 years yeah yeah you know and what
0: goes on there too. well yeah I and mean, that, people are missing out on so much I'm talking to friends of including. mine
1: that know the ring like a meeting I just had before coming over here was with theater people and uh, people that have done shows there as actors didn't know that no one gets paid at the players mm. ring that like, nobody there's nobody on staff for the ring itself what they do is they, and this is a model like, this is a total <laughs> I Marxist, saw this socialist? socialist... This really
0: bothers you. I saw this on Facebook. Yeah, but go it's, ahead. A,
1: it's a socialist model, I guess. But they, <laughs> they give 65% of the door to the artists that are working there. So if I come in to do my show, Bitter Pill, they don't charge me to do a show there. Right. I can use everything that's there. They have a marketing thing set up. They have uh, everything set. They have a system set in place... So even if I didn't have any money at all, I could come in, there's some props upstairs, mm-hmm. there's set pieces, there's costumes that you can use if you want. Um, I can come in and do a show. And then at the end of the night, 65% of that, the ticket sales go right to me, wow. go right to the artists. So who, who does that? Who the fuck does that? Oh, you imagine yeah. the music hall doing
0: that? Oh yeah.
1: They can't <laughs> because they have people making six-figure salaries over there, so they need to make sure that they get paid first. You know, yeah. you look at, well, why does it work over there? You know, it's it's only, I mean, if you really think about it, it's only like 700 less seats, which in the grand scheme of things is not all that much, right? Why wouldn't that work there? Why wouldn't that work in some other artistic-type venues? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's fascinating that people don't know that fact. And they also don't know that the ring has been there for 25 years doing these now listen everything's hit and miss in the world and the player's ring is not there's no exception to the player's ring yep. you, you uh, either get what you pay for or you get something outstanding and i've been a part of things that have been outstanding uh i've seen things that were outstanding there and what's truly outstanding to me is that some local artists wrote something and they come in and they do it on that stage. And I love that. It's, you know, that's art to me. Creating something that wasn't there before. I mean, that's the actual definition of art. Right, yeah. Is creating something that wasn't there before. You know, there's recreating, which is cool.
0: It can be, yeah, for sure.
1: But, you know, with all the access we have, people don't know about it. And uh, the, the way that I find that works best is this right here, one-on-one or, you know, organic yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of digital, you know what I mean? Live. Uh, live, here, in person. We talk about it. Uh, most people get learn about things word of mouth anyway. You know, I realized something about myself, too, today. Today. Hmm. That I'm an oral person and I guess that could on every level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're uh, as human beings, we're uh, things were passed down orally for so for, for until you know the written word. Um, when I read something, I retain things really well. Mm. Um, when I read, I'm a little, a lot dyslexic, so it takes me extra time to read something. Same here. Um, but when I do take that extra time to read it, I retain it yeah. like that. But when yeah. somebody says something to me, I don't forget it.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: uh, when, when I sit and listen to a lecture I remember everything that was said yeah. most people remember like 5% maybe I, rem- yeah. I rem- probably remember like in the high digits 70-80% I will remember hearing it reading it I have to go back and look it up
0: isn't it funny yeah yeah
1: you know but with all our yeah, access I, I wonder why I don't know it's something yeah. I, uh, to my chemistry I guess yeah. but I, I think I think Zappa said yeah Zappa said uh Information is not knowledge. Knowledge is not wisdom. Wisdom is not truth. Truth is not love. Love is a French phonetic corruption of a short cloth neck ornament. (laughs) Music is the best, is the whole quote. I might be a little wrong on that, but... You know, having access to all this information doesn't... Doesn't... uh, um, Make you smarter, and it doesn't help, you know. Get get the info out there. You know, me telling people, "Hey, look, you know, the woman that's been running the Players' Ring for twenty five years never got paid a dime." People are like what? People that have been going there forever, they didn't know this, you know. Uh, but I find in everyday life too that you know, it's people don't know what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. They know what's going on on fucking Facebook. <laughs> But even like the people who start these little local web pages, or Facebook pages, ugh, they're the worst. <laughs> they really are. You know, there's one thing like creating a page for your town. They're like, "Hey, this is for us." You know, it's another like create these conflict creators. That's what I call them, conflictors. Because <laughs> they create these pages and create problems that weren't there. Right? They start these fights they start these arguments and they create these issues that weren't there before and now the fucking town has to deal with it you know right you know what I'm saying yeah yeah Uh, instead of going out and being a part of the community you know they sit in their mom's basement their blue and white screen
0: and die a slow death
1: die a slow death uh, telling uh, raging against the world
0: uh, that was sort of what my, my back off did you see my post on Facebook yeah I saw way? that yeah. you're like oh, I'm done with this shit because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was and, it, and a lot of it did have to do it because I can't you know I don't have the I don't have the bandwidth to do all oh, the to do diligence and the research and the and fight like, the I'm not fight. your I'm, fucking
1: teacher yeah. you know and I'm not yeah, here yeah. to educate you right. you know And then you give them actual numbers and facts and figures. When you have this little conversation online, then they say, "Well, all numbers can be skewed," and that you know. All right, well, fuck you then.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, that's why when I was saying earlier too, I brought it to this when we were talking before recording about the the politics, right? um, And I and I said. you know, and you made you were making a good point that like you know, plenty of Trump voters were perfect are perfectly good people. Yeah, most of them, they're great people. I mean, they're really just you know. But I still had this, and I yeah. and I don't disagree at all. But yeah. I, I, I also I just you know on a human level because that was my political And that was another thing. Um, I'm not a political person. Like yeah. that's not my nature. Right. And um, but I I was viewing this whole thing with a real human eye. Right. And I couldn't help it. I just I said I don't care. Like I don't care, you know what research you've done on how right. it's going to affect you and your bottom line and your job and your taxes right. and stuff. I'm like, the guy's a fucking pig. Who Trump? Yeah. Yeah. The guy's a pig, and it and there's so much uh. wrong with him, and it, and it's such an like it's just such a you know.
1: It's a it was it's but, brilliant. Yeah. What what he did it was brilliant.
0: I know. I hate that because
1: most people. And this is the thing, like everybody, I know tons of Trump voters and they're all really good people. Uh, their politics suck. But
0: and even, again, but I just, to kind of. But people, the, see, this is the problem
1: is people like are not politicians and this is what they're trying they're to do humans, is turning us. How tra- can they as a
0: human, sure. on this human level, yeah, yeah, yeah. just be like, I can't, I can't vote for someone that, that like, Damn. that talks that way. Or treats yeah. people that way, and I and I don't know.
1: I think most people want to feel safe. Most people want to feel a part of something, and um, when when you have cognitive cognitive dissonance built into our our DNA, all of us, mm-hmm. every single person has some sort of cognitive dissonance where you know. The sky's blue. No, it's red. (laughs) No, no, look up. It's blue. No, it's red. Mm -hmm. Everyone has that built into them. And I think you you have good enough marketing. You can convince, you know, anybody pretty much to do anything. I mean, I think about all the horrible people like uh, Jim Jones, David Koresh, Mm -hmm. uh, the Hale Bop. Leader, remember that? Remember that whole hail Bob, the that one. the meteor going overhead, and all those people kill themselves because they thought it was a spaceship. It was going to take them that. to Heaven's Gate. That's what they were called, the Heaven's Gate. Yeah. These uh, these people are, are insane, yeah. and they convince you know other people to do things. Look at Jim Jones, man. Yeah. You know, uh, they they're uh, Pol Pot. Uh, uh, you know, there's Hitler.
0: Yeah.
1: all those people. And Germany it on
0: like the same scale too. Like the Jim Jones, crazy, 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 crazy but, but like people like on a different scale. Into it, I, know, I know. People
1: bought into it. And these are the humans you're talking about. These were good, caring, loving people that were just, uh, there was something that just mm.
0: that cognitive dissonance. Well, I think you're right. You know? I think you're in, and also what you were saying too about like the masses, they just want to change and that's yeah. the people that Jim Jones convinced and you know, right. you know we're going to start our
1: own country they, and they, own need, they just
0: needed something yeah. and they didn't even know what they needed they didn't know why they needed they just needed and they, were, they were not to sound like a, but they were like they had a weakness yeah they had a, a, a and void. listen and, Hillary
1: is you know yeah. classic established you know and to me I voted for Hillary because uh, for a lot of reasons but really she was the last of a kind you know the last established I think the last established establishment politician I don't think there's ever going to be another politician like we've had mm.
0: um, well, let's hope not but that the, well, the I, answer I, isn't well, it's him. not
1: gonna be pretty yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh, the
0: only thing I'll kind of hear is that someone was so willing to avoid to, to just block their ears yeah. at what Trump is as a human yeah because they're willing to do anything to shake it up. Well, yeah. But then, if you listen to some, did you happen to listen to that Noam Chomsky interview? Yeah, that I, yeah. yeah. So he's like, eh. yeah, he's like, it wasn't. This was not the guy to do that with because no. he's he's talking like, and that guy is kind of smart. You know, what oh, I mean? he's done great. and he's done yeah. an amazing yeah. amount of research. Yeah. So his, well,
1: he's also he's a part of the establishment though that's yeah, you know yeah, yeah. but he's also a brilliant
0: mind brilliant is, and he's but he he brings this other level of like uh-huh. do say whatever you want about like our yeah. Po- politics yeah when the nuclear escalation gets to the point yeah. where humanity is gonna, gonna exist yeah I, I mean
1: you know i, I, I don't I, either people forget right. that our military and uh our police are 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 our family and friends and fellow yeah. Americans. And that I think that they can only be pushed so far. You know, I have this vision of Trump being let out of the white house in handcuffs <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this <laughs> being... whole cabinet, you know, <laughs> not because I enjoy that kind of thing. I really would hate for that. I would hate for that to happen. We can, that cannot happen in this country, man. That would be a bad fucking thing. But that's, that's what I see if they carry out what they're gonna do is it's not gonna it's not gonna bode well with I I just all of my friends that have uh, been in the military or still in the military uh, don't like American politicians they don't like American politics uh, and they hate that they're in a foreign land um, you know and uh, you know this whole flag-burning thing now which is complete distraction Um, any military person I have ever known um, and these guys have seen battle and some have you know lost limbs and you know they say we weren't fighting for a fucking flag we were fighting for my buddy next to me you know we're fighting for my platoon we're fighting for uh, uh, our company not for a fucking flag you know not for American policy you know we were asked to do a job and we're doing it and we're you know, yeah. I, I think that.
0: Well, sadly, I, I personally, what they believe, what they're fighting for, is to make some billionaire more billions.
1: Yeah. Well, they're all beginning to figure that out, Let's and it's not so. the first time it's happened. Know. You know, look at the turn of the 20th century, all the robber barons. You know, the billionaire robber barons. They broke them all up. Glass-Steagall was put into place. You know, they broke up the monopolies. Uh, uh, all these billionaires, you know, still made billions of dollars. Uh, but they, you know, they broke up these companies, and now we're all back to square one. You know, it's the new twenties. That's what's coming up. Mm. It's a little scary.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird time. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Let's let's make more art. That's well, that's. That's the hope. Yeah. Anyway. So let's um let's let's uh re let's regroup here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm off, such
1: <laughs> a politician. I, I'm not a politician but I really Same here. No, I, I know a like lot a, about politics I could like, and unfortunately.
0: I don't know much. Uh, I just get like again that humor. I just get like angry and I get like yeah. I want common sense to prevail. Yeah, there's and no I know. See, that's, see that's, it makes me crazy. Common sense was
1: common. It would be common. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It's not common. Exactly. Um, Just sense. So tell, like, tell us um, more about uh, Bitter Pill. I want to hear more uh, about
1: it. It was uh, 24 of my songs from, you know, my discography. That's yep. how you say it, right? My catalog of writing stuff I've recorded, stuff I haven't recorded, stuff from, uh, I wrote a couple of musicals, rock musicals, a um, bunch of records, and a lot of demos, tons and tons of demos that never were released and we just kind of put them all. Uh, I, I, I hired these two directors, designers to come in, and you know, I said, "Hey, look, this is what I want to do." I said, "Great, this is what we want to do—like a Halloween theme around all your tunes." And uh, and
0: did they come up with that concept sort of after hearing the music, or was it yeah. more like they had a concept for? No, a, they didn't have any kind of. Like
1: no, a, I, I had. I came to them with three projects. Okay. I think it was three. Um, it was like, here's one. I mean, in the theater world, they call it a trunk show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is basically opening a trunk and pulling out songs from your from your trunk. Oh, cool.
0: Okay. Right? That's what yeah, they yeah. call it. Like, uh, okay.
1: There's uh, Kander and Ev, the guys who wrote Cabaret in Chicago. They have one. It's called uh, World Goes Round, and it's a collection of their immense catalog mm-hmm. of amazing music. Steven Sondheim has a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, well, I've written a bunch, so why, let's... What do you think of this? Yeah. So I gave them, you know, a big chunk of my catalog that I, I could find. And uh, they came back with, like, we love these 24 songs. Oh, neat. Yeah. And so they kind of,
0: it wasn't really. Songs. That's, a, that's a big show. How long was yeah. the how long was the It wasn't that long.
1: I mean, think about yeah. two sets, okay. right? Two 40-minute sets, basically. Yeah. First okay, act yeah. was maybe an hour, maybe 50 minutes. Yeah. And then the second act, like 40. 45 yeah, minutes, yeah, 40, yeah. Min- 40 yeah. minutes. 40 yeah. minutes. At the moment, nah. I'd say like 40 minutes. Yeah, right. 35 minutes.
0: That's cool. That's yeah, a great concept. It's
1: one song after another with no stops, no conversations, none of that.
0: And not and, and also not to break the flow, but the, <coughs> so that that's it wasn't like a uh, there was no storyline. No,
1: there's no storyline. Ah. There was a there was a theme, and this is kind of something that I'm trying to figure yeah. out with some new stuff I'm writing. Uh, it's getting away from narrative. Mm-hmm Uh, because everything everything has a fucking narrative man and we're uh, I feel like as an artist I'm forcing narrative onto the audience this is what it's about do not get it okay you don't get it well (laughs) here's more exposition so that you get what I'm saying right Right? and that having worked in the commercial end of theater in New York City uh, and here uh, it's really really important story story and narrative and to me, it's not important. Hmm. What's important is the audience, because the audience is, whether you're a painter or a, an actor or whatever, your audience is your, your partner. Hmm. So you need to convey to them you know, what your point is, uh, and, and then it's their job to yeah, interpret
0: it. Or, yeah, or like, uh, give them an opportunity to feel something. Yeah, well, that's, the, yeah, that's yeah. the
1: biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, I think Orson Welles said it, that uh, people go to the movies to feel. Yeah. They don't go to escape. Right. We keep talking about escapism mm. in this country. You know, people don't sit and binge Netflix to escape. Right. They binge Netflix because they feel something. Mm. You know, that, mm-hmm. you know, Stranger Things, you know, that moves them mm. for some reason. Totally it, you know, agree. Orange yeah. is the New Black. Is, it moves you. It's really good stuff, but it also makes you feel a certain yeah. way. And,
0: and it does give you an opportunity to forget about whatever's going on or if that's, sure. if that's what you want to do. I don't but know. Yeah, it, but it does. How do you forget when you're feeling, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, distract. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Because art's supposed to be a mirror. It's supposed yeah. to make us connect with the, like what you're saying, being yeah. human. Yeah. It connects us with our, who we are. Uh, and I feel like um, what I want to do now is that kind of, um, the kind of art where, you know, you, you, where I write something and it's funny too, because there are some things in, like in Bitter Pill a lot of the songs weren't uh, narrative-driven. They were more poetic, mm-hmm. more statements, more um, imagery, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and people would come up to me and say, I got this out of that song. I'd be like, that's not what it's about, but I love that <laughs> because it, it brings me to another level when I do the song now, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm hoping to... I keep fighting. There's something in fighting me right now because I've been writing a lot lately and there's something fighting me saying, stop. Stop writing this sugar bullshit. Focus on, you know, uh, painting that imagery, you know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do.
0: (laughs) I always start a project
1: and then, like, I get distracted and something completely different happens.
0: (laughs) Preaching to the choir, my friend. And it's always good.
1: It's always good, (laughs) though. That's the thing. Yeah. You know. I just wish I knew I, what I'm, it
0: was. I'm, I'm totally like understanding what you're saying, though. Like I'm really, I, I see. I can, I can literally, like, I can see where you're at. Like right. I can see where you, where this bitter pill. Um, uh, you, you. I think you said it before we started. You know, like it was, it was close. Yeah. It was close to what you think you want to do. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? With well, and with I, was, it,
1: I was, kind of a lot. Uh, I was more focused on the music and that, so I wasn't. Uh, involved in a lot of the direction of it and I really trusted those guys and they did a great job. Um, But I feel like that was just the beginning of where I'm supposed to go next, Mm. you know?
0: Do you picture something like doing kind of the same thing but just doing more of it yourself? Like, okay, so now I can handle the direction
1: uh, yeah or maybe. want to
0: maybe is a better word
1: maybe I don't know uh, it's it's more of because I've done a lot of directing the meeting I was at before this was uh, uh, about directing uh, Buddy Holly this summer oh cool uh, so I, I do I mean I, it's what I did for a living forever oh nice uh, and now I just kind of do selective projects just because I'm bored yeah you know I'm bored with uh, Annie <laughs> and Shrek and you know Titanic like, you know, these things have been done to death. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a good reason to do it. You know, because people yeah. say, well, what about the kids? I'm like, well, let's write something for the kids. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: um, yeah. the uh, artistic director at Seacost Rep, uh, Miles, writes most of their children's shows. And uh, that's so important. It's awesome. You know, and I don't want to speak ill of him, but, you know, they're not all brilliant but they, it's but it, it's way it's better. brilliant yeah. because yeah, yeah. the reason why it is brilliant it's it's because he's showing these kids look you can create something from yeah. scratch yeah.
0: does he involve them at all oh yeah oh, yeah, so, yeah yeah he's so then it is he's brilliant. so
1: great with those kids yeah. and and uh, uh his approach to the whole thing too uh, i've seen i've watched him grow up too so I, i've seen his his journey so far and mm. uh uh that approach, you know, showing by example, is so important.
0: It's way better Yeah. than just going, hey, we're going to do Annie. Yeah. My daughter, um, excuse me, um, we, we had kind of conversations like this a little bit around her high school musicals. Right. Because, you know, the, the New Year's will, will be coming up. Right. And she'll be, so what are you going to do? And she's just like, I don't know. Like, she might want to do like... Uh, fame or like right. whatever, and it's just like, oh my god, like, fame. It's or, so bad. or footloose, Ugh. you know, and at least was,
1: footloose yeah. has a good message,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: it does, sure. except for the whole religious angle,
0: right? Yes, yeah, but just, even it's that, t- it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little beat, but
1: it's a lot beat, yeah. yeah. But it's,
0: um, like, d-
1: I directed that one,
0: <laughs> but it is, yeah. but it, w- it was like, yeah, why do they like, why are we doing And, and in that regard, it wasn't even so much like, let's re- like. Don't you wish you could write your own? It was like let's at least you can. think out of the frigging box. You can like, write your own. Yeah, they, not they wish. Totally should. You can. Yeah. This is what
1: my my when I wrote "Gabe, Bride of Frankenstein." It's this rock and roll musical about coming out of the closet, uh, coming of age, and coming back from the dead. That's basically the tagline to it. And my my buddy Dane and I wrote it, and we were just tired of doing other people's crappy musicals. And we're mm-hmm. like, well, let's write our own crappy musical. You know, I'm a musician. I can write tunes. Let's. Yeah. We have both been doing theater forever. Let's let's do our own thing. And we did, and it fucking took off, man. It became a, it's a cult hit now. Where was this? Uh, we started in Portsmouth and took it to New York. And oh man, oh yeah, oh there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole story behind. it I was sued by the producer. We were in the <laughs> New York Post, we were in the New York Times. Hey, man, like, any press is good press. Oh, well, this Ask is Trump. My, this is what my lawyer said. He, he called me the day before the New York Post article came out. They, the producer was trying to Basically he was trying to Poison the investor well Which he did mm-hmm. Because any kind of Drama like that no, no, no. Investors don't want Anything to do with it And that's fine Whatever At the time it was Traumatic
0: Because
1: right. <laughs> I was like Oh my god this is my big break And this guy's ruining it uh, I mean it was my fault what For was signing the... a shitty contract it was, I, I signed a contract I shouldn't have signed yeah. you know, But was, what
0: was the Was it just because of The word Frankenstein was in it The name Frankenstein
1: No 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 He, he was trying to steal The show from us Basically uh. And I called him out on it, wow. and he stopped paying us a royalty, wow. which in the contract it says, you know, if you don't pay the royalty, there's no contract. And all this shit went down. But my lawyer called me and said, hey, Billy, I just want you to know, take a breath, sit down. <laughs> and he explained to me what was happening. You were uh, losing your mind. Oh, man. <laughs> I freaked out. I was crying. I like... You know, what the fuck? I, let me tell you something. I made, I've made some really poor decisions in my...
0: Illustrious... 45 light. years. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm, I'll be the first one to admit my mistakes and my approach. Sometimes people... Somebody said recently that I, I bring people together one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> my wife said she's, uh, she's always fascinated how people bond over their their outrage at me and their (laughs) hatred because it's justified I would say it's justified I'm I can be pretty cold and curt Um, but there's usually a reason and I'll be the first one to admit it but what I find fascinating is most people are are uh, really uh, quick to tear apart somebody's character I mean just look at the fucking internet I mean look at Facebook man uh People are no problem tearing your character apart and telling you what a terrible person you are and pointing out all your defects and, you know, letting the world know that from their own my shit don't stink point of view. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: And the more I see it, the more I realize that it's, you know, it's not about me. I'm not really the issue. Mm. And I've come to that, like, recently.
0: Mm.
1: Like, it's Zen. Mm-hmm. Like the things that used to like drive my anxiety, like through the roof, I don't do that anymore. Nice. You know? Cause I realized, you know, they hate us cause they ain't us. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. it's, that's such a real, that's like the best fortune cookie ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah.
1: But, uh, that whole gay bride of Frankenstein thing, man, was,
0: it sounds like a fucking awesome show.
1: It, Uh, I I love I love playing it I could play it every day Um, We're gonna We're gonna do it again Oh yeah I think it's been long enough You know we signed A three year option With this What
0: do they call it The uh, (coughs) There's a word for that You're beyond the uh, The statute of limitations Uh, Yeah I think so
1: (laughs) Cause the the, I signed a three year (laughs) option With him And that ran out In 2014 Even though he didn't pay us Uh, God what a mess that was And then Then I was left In the south of Spain <laughs> By a rock band. Yeah. Don't. Like, oh, left. out of the They left. They're like, you're out of, out the, of band. the band. We're leaving you here. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck getting home. Drop me off at the train station. Give me 50 euros. <laughs> well,
0: at least I gave you that.
1: Yeah. It was funny, too, because I was traumatized. But at the same time, I was like, I'm in Spain.
0: Liberated, yeah. yeah. I I, I, yeah.
1: I kind of felt free. But, yeah, that was... Uh, these, these are the things, you know, when you... When you tell the lead singer to go fuck himself, you know, they tend to not react well to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do. I just have this issue with drunk people saying nasty things. You can only take it for so long, you know. And I don't deal well with drunk people. Oh yeah. You know,
0: are you do you, do you drink?
1: Uh, I do a little bit.
0: That was a that was a drink, right?
1: That, well, no, that was a. Uh, virgin ricky oh it was ricky i don't know i don't know i don't really know i just my body doesn't metabolize alcohol very well
0: so it's like sometimes you will but it's not like a
1: yeah i'll have a couple beers maybe that's about all i can have um i love beer too that's a thing like i just my tolerance is and it's funny my dad died of alcoholism and Uh, i can't drink there you go (laughs) like it's a universe trying to say something. Exactly, yeah. Thank God for marijuana. That's all I'm saying. Nice. Thank God for cannabis.
0: Yeah, I saw that picture. You're, that was actually pretty funny. Like you got uh, harassed by the real estate. Oh, or, I wasn't harassed. I'm being yeah, stalked on yeah, Instagram by the, uh, uh, real estate. And this is the picture and you like sitting there with a the big blunt hanging on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From a year ago. Yeah.
1: And it's, I think it's because I was I tagged like, it in Rye. Mm. Um, looks a Rye like a company. real estate mogul. Yeah. He looks like a good guy. <laughs> They, they tag... He rolls
0: a hell of a blunt. Yeah.
1: They follow me on Instagram, and they like my photos sometimes. I wonder if it's like some like robot. It is. Some software or it something. It is.
0: It is. Uh, what is I, it? Uh, I hate that, that you can't trust anything. It's like...
1: like yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This right here, this conversation we're having, this is real. Exactly. Even though it's being recorded and made digital... It's real, but this conversation is real. Yeah. You know, I see you. I, I can hear you. Mm-hmm. This body language. You know, terrible lighting. Terrible, terrible lighting. Cool light bulbs, but terrible lighting. Uh, it's hard to trust anything on the fucking internet. I you know, and I love the internet. I treat the internet. This is the way I've always looked at it: is like a library. It is the library of humanity. Mm. You know, and I used to spend a lot of time in the library. A lot, a lot of time in the library. Usually when I was skipping class, it's because I was in the library.
0: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, or that's, out back in high. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's not as why I was skipping <laughs> yeah. class.
1: Or, you know, fooling around with my friends. Yeah. But mostly I was in the library, yeah.
0: Um, what, uh, uh, what it's like, did you go to college?
1: I, no. No, I, think so. I dropped out in uh, eighth grade. Actually, they kicked me out in the eighth grade. Oh, yeah. From Newt High School in Milton. Newt? Newt. Did I got you? better. <laughs> N U T E, Newt. In fact, it, Newt used to be a private boys' school, oh. uh, boarding school. Yeah.
0: So you just, um, so you, not even high school? Not even high school. Nice. Yeah. I like that I
1: think that's why I don't like get along with most people because I never I don't have that high school mentality you know there's a hierarchy in high school there's um, there's a certain way of doing things there's a whole social
0: aspect to it you think that's where you learn that?
1: well I I was doing theater when I was really young so I was on the road uh, before I even got into junior high school um, um, doing a couple musicals and uh uh TV stuff Um, and then in my teenage years it kind of got all weird I don't know exactly what happened a lot of it's a blur (laughs) a lot of it's like you don't have enough you know storage on there to hear those stories oh great yeah Uh,
0: we can hear we can hear the stories no
1: it's too much long boring therapeutic kind (laughs) of shit that's
0: why I'm here man I'm here for you
1: (laughs) uh yeah, I did a bunch of theater. I, I remember I did a, a tour of Evita. It was a national tour of Evita.
0: And what were you doing? For? I was in the
1: chorus. Nice. And the crew ended up walking. Um, I remember going to these cast parties with lots of cocaine
0: yeah.
1: and lots of alcohol. I never did any of it. I drank a little bit. But I was like 15, I think, at yeah. the time. And uh, I, I missed a lot of school.
0: And your parents were my mom
1: is like, go to you're good at this. Yeah, this yeah, is what yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about school. It Don't was worry about school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the school really kind of let me down, honestly. Especially that that school system at the time, anyway, was
0: in horrendous. Milton, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Not not a good school system. They they gave a shit. You know, half the half the teachers were sleeping with students for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I'm not even exaggerating. Um, they were, and if, if I was to graduate, my graduating class, there was 30 kids well, yeah. and uh, half the girls were pregnant or already had kids. So,
0: Jesus. yeah. <laughs> You're like, get, yeah. Me the, get me the fuck out of here.
1: So my mom supported that. I mean, I was out of the house.
0: Your mom begged 15. for that.
1: No, she, yeah. yeah. She realized, um, it was, wasn't much she could do, but she realized it we were in a place that, uh, okay, we got to figure something out for this kid. And, the uh, theater and music really saved my ass, you know. Um, I'm sure a better school system <laughs> could have helped. Yeah, I wonder. Um, yeah, I, I, I worked,
0: well, like, uh, the, the funny thing is I taught at Portsmouth High theater. School.
1: Yeah, or a good arts department or a yeah. good music department. Yeah. Um, you know, I worked at Portsmouth High School as a theater teacher for, for many years and, uh, you know, I had students send me messages after they graduated saying, hey, thanks for doing this. Uh, you know, I lived in my car my senior year. One of my students, uh, I lived in my car my senior year. My parents were alcoholics. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to quit. And the only reason I came to school is because part of the, the rule was, you know, to participate in the, the drama department or athletics, you have to come to school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you skip school, you mm-hmm. can't go. Right, right, right. And they knew, you know, like join the football team, you know, uh, you're only strong as your weakest link, and you need everybody there. And you make a commitment to your team. You can make a commitment to the people you're you're hanging out with. This kid came to school every day, all year, sleeping in his car most of the time, and he graduated. Yeah, yeah. graduated. Went on to become, um, and he was I think he was one of my stage managers. Mm. Uh, Went on to get a degree in technical theater, and now makes a living you know doing technical theater I mean that's right awesome right yeah. yeah so it saved my ass and it's saving a lot of other kids asses oh, yeah. I can tell yeah. you that but um I yeah, a lot. It, a lot of people ask me why I didn't get my GED like why don't you go get GD? GED I'm
0: like well, why the fuck do I yeah. want to
1: do that what do I what does that prove right why do I need it I'm not applying to some company or
0: yeah seriously why why I know you're, I agree.
1: It's some societal thing. Like, if you have a piece of paper saying Billy's smart, then okay, well, that makes him smart. Uh,
0: and it's not even smart. No, it's, it's Billy not. finished.
1: Yeah, Billy finished. Yeah, Billy finished his his high school. I don't yeah. fucking Great. care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, I've written hundreds of songs too. And, yeah. Right. You know, scores and yeah. scripts and yeah.
0: That's that's wild, <laughs> right? Crazy. It is crazy. I
1: don't know how the fuck I'm still alive, man.
0: I didn't even. um, I I managed to get through high school, um, but uh, uh, I I always tell this story because I actually have the vivid memory of like when you you might not remember this because it was all the way back in eighth grade, but um, when you get your report card, it says how many days of school there were which was oh, how many you missed 185 right and then i said how many you were late and how many you were oh, absent. Mine were like half oh dude mine was it was 185 <laughs> days of school 183 absences <laughs> not late absences <laughs> and you graduated and i graduated how the fuck did you graduate? and i and i was i um and for whatever reason <laughs> for whatever reason my high school had a hair across their ass about gym and it was like well you oh, didn't they always you didn't about pass gym. gym so you have to go to summer school gym so I was like, okay, and I and I went to like I think two summer school gym sessions. It they held cost, you back because of fuck. nope. This was still I was still in. I hadn't. This was this was like the summer before my senior year. Oh my god! I didn't. I went to two of the sessions. I never paid the fee, and I never went back. <laughs> and then I, and I never even addressed the issue. And I went to my senior year, and I had the exact same career I had been having for the other years. And then the, you know. When it came time to graduate, it was literally just like, wait and see, and I got a diploma. <laughs> like, and it's they,
1: they were like, all right, Billy, you're 16 and you're in the eighth grade. You need to leave
0: school. <laughs> <laughs> when you can drive the other eighth graders to school, That's it's time for you kinda, to move on. Yeah.
1: I was like, you know, you could have you passed me. Because I, I, I know friends that graduated that can't fucking read. Oh, I know. You know, and they they held me back purely out of making making an example out of me. You know, and I I don't know what that example they were trying to make, but,
0: Mm.
1: you know, there was one teacher I had, Mr. Malika. I hope he's listening. I hope he hears this because he's a piece of shit. (laughs) He was a a history teacher. And he pulled me out in the hallway. Now, I, I definitely can piss people off. There's no doubt about that, <laughs> but he got violent. He like pulled me out in the hallway, slapped me around, slamming me up against the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, and said the nastiest things to me. You know, uh, you'll never get out of this town. You'll end up in jail. And you'll never amount to anything. And this is a guy that ended up sleeping with two of his students. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He a, was just a one classic of
0: story. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. He was just one of those teachers that school was filled with them I don't think it is anymore I think it's very different now because um, that whole area has become a a bedroom community so um, when I was living there it was like real lower working class poor families um, and working class families rented or uh, owned property on the lake that's where we live we live right on, right on the pond um, now it's all like million dollar homes and you know um, so there's a little more money a little more um, driving the teacher yeah. and services. my sister ended up teaching there too and she's an excellent excellent teacher not sleeping
0: with the students no so, no. She's an
1: excellent teacher uh, she's been at Portsmouth High School now for quite, a, quite a few years but yeah that was uh, that was an interesting time yeah. in my teenage years
0: so then what did you you went on to you toured with Evita in the choir were you making money doing that
1: uh, a little bit yeah uh and I was in New York auditioning and, you know, uh, learning. And Living
0: in New York?
1: No, no. Oh, yeah. uh, just back and forth. Yeah. I, w- I did that for a long time. Still do. Oh, um, right I haven't... The last um, thing I did, I was in 20... What is it, 2016? It is. Right? I think it was 2015. Maybe. 2014. Maybe twenty fifteen.
0: Take your time. I think, yeah. Take your time. <laughs> it
1: was the last gig I did in New York, and I was doing I was doing shows on the weekends. So I, you know, I go down on a Wednesday or a Thursday, and then come back on a Sunday. Sun, what were or you Monday. doing? It's called the Ziegfeld's Midnight Frolic. Oh, neat. It was on Forty Second Street at the Liberty Theater. I mean, right there. What were you doing? Uh, I wrote the music and lyrics um, for an immersive nineteen twenties burlesque show. Oh, neat. Yeah, so you show up, you have dinner, and the actors. Everybody dresses up, so you got to come. You know, to
0: dinner that way, the, yeah, like oh, dressed cool. up,
1: uh, either in the you know 1920s. Um, the New York Times called it uh, like it was like being in a real life Baz Luhrmann movie. So you show up and you don't know who's an actor and you don't know who is mm. uh, an audience member, and then the show starts. But there are other shows happening throughout the building. So
0: throughout the building, well, the I theater was uh, rooms? yeah oh, yeah, wow. yeah.
1: So the theater uh, there were no seats in it. Um, they were all tables, and then there was a little stage uh, to where the the old stage used to be. Now, the old stage we're talking. the theater was built in 1905. Yeah. That that's where the kitchen was. Uh, the kitchen was on stage, oh my God, right? Cool. And then they put a second level over the kitchen, and that's where the other bar was. So you hang out in the main auditorium where the old proscenium and then the, we have this this other stage now this
0: this architecture existed before the show Oh the yeah. show worked around this. yeah okay yeah.
1: so you go to these stairs to go above the kitchen there's a whole nother that was paris so we were in new york in the main auditorium you go up the stairs you go to paris and then where i was was in the ritz hotel which had taken another staircase to another at literally another building and in that was, uh, you know, those uh, offices where in the center of the office they have this glass enclosure, which is the conference room, you know, the yeah, big table yeah, and you yeah, can walk around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they took all that out and made that a hotel room uh, in 1920s Paris. And uh, all the other rooms were all closed off, so it felt like you were entering, you know, uh, this, this hotel that's cool yeah, and that's where I was your show my portion of the show yeah I started the show and ended the show the big show downstairs but then I would play Paris you know what it was was um,
0: and you wrote the music for, for this I wrote all the original thing music thing yeah I wrote the original music there was
1: also music from the 20s okay cold Porter stuff and Gershwin but I wrote all the original stuff um, which was awesome because yeah. I had to learn stride piano and I hadn't I didn't know, I knew it because my mother is a stride piano player. Um, stride is when you have octaves, you do octaves with your left hand and then you do chords. So it's a bump, dun, bump, dun, bump, bump, okay. with your left hand. Yeah. Um, and then your right hand plays the melody.
0: Oh
1: man. Uh, it was a mindfuck. Yeah, it took like me. It's it took me. Magic
0: re- as far as I'm concerned. It was magic. Yeah.
1: Because once I got it, I was like, holy shit. Oh, cool. This is how you do it. And it's still there's things I've written that I still can't play huh. you know I could play it with my right hand uh, <laughs> and then play it with my left hand by putting them together I just, just can't record do. them yeah <laughs> so uh, that um, is based on true story and it was also based on all these real life people uh, Eddie Cantor and uh, uh, um, Florence uh, Ziegfeld and Billy so you Burke did
0: some history research tons learn with. well
1: I worked with the creator yeah <clears throat> her name's Cynthia Von Bueller. she was in this uh, funny story my wife went to school with her and we found this out after the fact she was like oh, wait a minute, Cynthia Von Bueller? Oh, Weird. Uh, her, her name Boston, used to be okay. Cynthia Cardoza I think she was in um, Women of Sodom in the uh, late 80's in Boston and she's a visual artist she's done stuff with, um, a lot of stuff with Amanda Palmer they wrote a book together in a, in a record
0: Amanda Palmer yeah I yeah. know she's uh, Amanda she, fucking Palmer she was the, uh, the um, Dresden Dolls yeah Dresden Dolls yeah. sidewalk statue yeah yeah the, yeah. married to Neil Gaiman yeah uh,
1: she's a, Cynthia's a visual artist but she got into theater and doing these immersive type things and she loves history so she did a whole thing based on the Ziegfeld girls um, and Ziegfeld um, had a show called Glorifying the American Girl And um, he did the show at midnight after his regular show at the New Amsterdam, which, by the way, was right next door to the theater we were in—literally right next door. It's crazy. Yeah, Um, we were doing this like crazy, you know, uh, burlesque show right there in the middle of 42nd Street. Oh man! Yeah, it was. uh, There was nothing like. I mean,
0: that's amazing.
1: uh, I'm, I'm playing this one song. Uh, called "The Ghosts of Broadway," right? Song I wrote, probably uh, the most surreal, cathartic moment I've ever had yeah. playing somewhere. Because here I am playing the song about these girls and this life in the 20s in this theater where these girls played on 42nd Street, right there. Like I'm
0: like literally getting goosebumps. Well, that's every songs. night, yeah, yeah. It's and crazy. you know, the,
1: the, the whole cast is singing along, and, well, they, and like. To describe it to, you, I, I'll have to show you on the Facebook uh, pictures. But there's a a human chandelier that flew in from the ceiling, like from 60 feet up, with six girls on it, oh. and it's spinning, and they're dropping these black feathers, and this was singing Can this. I say I love New Beautiful. York, like, oh man, yeah,
0: that just doesn't happen. Well, this, here. yeah. And here's the thing, like
1: this that's show. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's that's what I was doing for I don't know, a good six months.
0: And um, how old were you then?
1: I don't know. It was 23 third, fourteen. 2015.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, that was the last thing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's fucking amazing, dude. But you don't
1: see that kind of thing midtown.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: not something that happens very often midtown.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that's usually stuff that's happening in Brooklyn or, or below 14th Street. <clears throat> but even now, like, New York is not what it was. Yeah. You know, and it's because of people like Trump. You know, the, these real estate people who just... Season an opportunity and look what they did in Portsmouth man you know yeah. it's a great example of hey you know I'm all about development but I'm also about you know thoughtful smart development sustainability uh, uh, and I don't mean like hippie like say the environments to, I'm talking about like real life sustainability I know. I know
0: what you mean like like let's like because the a lot of the actually um, Blake that I was mentioning yeah. Um, he was on another podcast that I meant to tell you about that you should be on called Muse my friend that actually hosts this podcast does it but I'll tell you about it later sure yeah but um, he was he's really passionate about talking about this whole and you're probably Keenly in on this conversation about Portsmouth, uh, it's just what you're talking about the sustainability <laughs> lack of is pushing everyone out. yeah so well, that's what that, they did in New York. And, but it, like, Portsmouth's even worse because it's such a small town. What? Well, it's look, like two, three buildings, and like no one can live there anymore. Yeah well it, it's too friggin expensive. For there's only 21,000
1: there. people live in Portsmouth. yeah' Maybe 22, and there are more seats in the restaurants than there are actual people living in Portsmouth. This is what happened in New York City. They pushed people out of Manhattan. All the cool stuff's gone, man. Everything on Bleecker Street is fucking gone. Mm. The record stores are gone. Mm. Uh, If you you haven't followed it yet, check out Jeremiah's Disappearing New York. I think it's Vanishing New York. Mm. Jeremiah's Vanishing New York, I think is what it's called. And every day there's something new, and it's... I just, from the time I was there, when I, we, we moved back in 2008, from that time until we moved, like, I couldn't believe how fast Manhattan changed. And it's, that's Manhattan. That's New York, or not just Manhattan, but New York City. That's how New York City works. But it's, it's pushed everyone out. Like, Brooklyn is now the most expensive place to live in America.
0: Oh, uh, it surpassed uh, yeah. San Francisco? Uh-huh. Really?
1: Yeah. And everyone's leaving and going to Detroit.
0: Yeah, yeah, no shit.
1: Because that's what artists do.
0: Yeah.
1: They're like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to move to the most dangerous place in America. Right, right. <laughs> Where we can actually afford it, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, in Detroit, they're fucking giving away houses. Yeah. Like, literally. Well,
1: that's middle America. I was on tour last year. Yeah. I did about a little over 12,000 miles in six weeks. Uh-huh. Four weeks. Four weeks.
0: Touring with uh, like Christmas a... Christmas Carol. I
1: was a production manager for uh-huh. touring one of the worst... <laughs> <laughs> Not worst. It was just unprofessional and yeah, so yeah. chaotic. And yeah, yeah. like You're I, in the
0: middle of it going, I'm in the oh. well. I'm,
1: here I'm driving the truck and you know making sure everything gets done. And I'm the only one that really has a fucking clue. And yeah. it was a mess. But we we got it done and I got home safe. That's all that matters. But I saw, and I toured a few years before that. But I saw the dilapidating Middle America. Mm. You know, Indiana is one of the most depressing states I've ever been mm. I've ever seen mm. you know Indianapolis you go from one end like dilapidated buildings that they can't give away to like Portsmouth yeah you know like what <laughs> how, how can these live together like it's it's such a, a, a an extreme difference between have and have not yeah you know but look at Flint, Michigan man I mean it, like How is that okay? You know, we have these really, really poor people who can't, don't have access to clean water. Like, what fucking planet are we living on? Yeah. You know? know. And it's happening all over. Hmm. And you look at a place like Portsmouth, that was a working class... um, uh, uh, Sailor town. uh, Sailor town. But, you know, when Pease Air Force Base was there, it was... uh, um, it was very, very working class because they had civilians and, you know, uh, military, uh, a good balance of that. And uh, the communities thrived because there was lots of work, people spending money, and all of a sudden these, you know, these theaters pop up and libraries and community centers. And we're a
0: restaurant town. like.
1: Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, there used to be a community center right in downtown Portsmouth. Mm. Now it's a condo for rich people yeah. there used to be a police station right in the middle of town now it's a condo for rich people uh, there used to be a library right downtown now it's a wayfinder for rich people <laughs> there used to be a, a cool uh, little coffee shop that had some amazing the Elvis room
0: mm. Yeah.
1: now it's a you know, Cincy restaurant for,
0: is the Elvis room, um, isn't it the, uh, isn't that where, um, Radici, the music hall. Oh, it is. It's, yeah. down, I thought it was where the, um, nah. what's it called? The loft. The loft. Yeah. That's yeah. not the, that's no, not, uh, no,
1: it's across the street. Okay. Yeah. Radici is the old oh, it is? Elvis room. Yeah. The
0: yeah. Huh. I never went in there. I hate, I, shows I hate there. that I've never been in. It shows Elvis there. Room. I did, I, I did, b-
1: I did, uh, Eric Boghossian's Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll in the old display window. I made it, I made it a stage, put some lights oh, yeah. up, <laughs> brought it in a chair, and I did, you know, subversive theater in the fucking window. Yeah. Nice. I did some of their first music there, too. They didn't have any live music. I was like, hey, let me play some solo stuff. Yes.
0: Nice. Yeah. Wait, what was the Elvis room before? I thought it was a music venue. No,
1: no. It turned into a music venue. Uh-huh. It was originally just a coffee shop for young people what? and old people. and
0: Oh, weird. I didn't know yeah, that.
1: Yeah, it was just one section. And then, uh, you know, more music and, and live performance was happening. They had poetry readings. Uh, I did a couple of readings. Uh, I did Six Drugs Rock and Roll. I did a, another, another thing. And then they opened. They got the space next door. They're like, let's, you know, we want to do live music. So they cut a, cut a hole in the wall and, and put a little stage towards, in.
0: Towards um, Up Street, towards uh, the Fish yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Which uh, they're, it's in the same. Radici is in the same two mm-hmm. two spaces. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they start oh, have all right. these bands. I did David. I did a David Mamet play in there.
0: David Mamet. Yeah. I worked on David Mamet's house in Cambridge, Mass. Oh, did you? Yeah. He's a fucking tank. He is a. Dink. <laughs> no, actually, I, I like him because he uh, <coughs> he and his he and his wife. I was leaving the house. I got into my car and the door caught my ear oh, and put shit. it and and like I had a pierced ear and it oh, jammed oh, it into my man. earlobe and I was just like ah oh, fuck and uh, David Mamet took the the uh, the the ear ring like <laughs> post out of my ear and like oh, so gave, he was me, like gave me first aid yeah yeah he, field, nurse. Field nurse. <laughs> yeah he was my field nurse yeah he was my field
1: well he's not very well liked in the theater circles yeah, that's funny yeah
0: he's a pretty nice guy actually to work yeah. for
1: yeah that's funny he's a very skewed way of looking at the world uh, yeah yeah. as a writer just saying as yeah, a writer yeah, yeah. yeah but we did David Mamet on that stage
0: that's funny yeah. so yeah because I I moved I only moved to um, New Hampshire 20 years ago
1: right only I, 20 years well yeah I know but I think in
0: the in in uh,
1: dramatically different than it was 20 years ago
0: oh yeah yeah but I was at the very t- like I I want to say the Elvis room existed right when I got yeah. here yeah yeah but yeah, I just wasn't ago, I think, like no. I moved to um, we were in Dover. Well
1: it wasn't the cool place that it ended up being. Yeah. You know, it was it was only cool for locals because that's what it was for. Yeah. You know, it was for the kids to hang out, the kids that didn't have anything to do.
0: Do you think that Portsmouth can um, could No. No. Yeah. You, you know what I'm you know where I'm going yeah. with
1: that. Yeah. No. It's a mall.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, somebody uh, Patty Lynch at the music hall, I guess I fuck it. I don't know, like what am I gonna fucking uh, <laughs> you know they're building an eight hundred thousand dollar wayfinder. You know what, what's whatever. a
0: wayfinder?
1: It's uh, it's a marketing term for a place that, um, you know, oh, go down there by the arch. You know, that's a wayfinder. Instead of using your fucking GPS, you know, huh? Uh, it's just a another. I don't. I don't know, dude. Like. <laughs> That money that nonprofit money could be used somewhere else yeah. you know it 's a small, very shallow pool of donors and uh, on the sea coast you know i 've worked in nonprofits, my wife has worked in nonprofits our whole career, and uh, eight hundred thousand dollars for a fucking arch i just i guess i 'm a nimby i don 't know yeah. i just i, I, I can 't see any real how about you pay your employees more money, or how about you take that money and give it towards you know, the $5,000 a day it takes for somebody like me to rent the music hall to do one of my shows mm. uh, or, you know, another local person mm. to be able to use the music hall. Uh, but no, we need a fucking archway because Wayfinder, I don't know. Yeah. But she said one day to me, uh, <laughs> she said to me, Portsmouth is a quaint town. And I, I looked at her and like, this is a woman from Minneapolis, I guess.
0: Like, what? Yeah,
1: like what, <laughs> what, what, if, what, what about Portsmouth is quaint? It's like oh, it's just, you know it's small seacoast town. Like it, quaint is, you know, Milton, is quaint. Yeah. you know why Milton is quaint because there's no stoplights in Milton.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: You know, there's a blinking yellow light somewhere along Route 16 or 125. And there's now.
0: nine people
1: there. Yeah, and there's you know 800 to thousand thousand people maybe that live there. That's quaint. You know, it has a post office. How quaint. <laughs> Portsmouth has The Gap. Or it used to have The Gap downtown. It's Starbucks. Yeah. It had Banana Republic. and had The Gap. It has, you know, uh, these chain restaurants. You know, uh, um, Portsmouth is not quaint. No. You know, it's a lovely little town being ruined by these developers. You know, and I don't, maybe it's not the developers. They just want to make money. I get that.
0: Well, you it know. is, though, because they, cause then you can't really fault the people coming in that can no. afford it. Right. Because you know I mean? that's,
1: well, that's the whole thing. is these, You know, these developers are allowed to come in and do whatever they want. And then, you know, where, where's the ceiling?
0: Yeah. And then you the know. way Blake was putting it, too, is like, now all those people that are priced out yeah. are the people that make it interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. These people coming in, well, they can afford it. Like, not judging people. Right. They could be plenty interesting. What so they did to Brooklyn. But, like, now all the artists can't afford yeah. to live there. Yeah. You know, all the... And
1: know. then you get the, well, you, you know, you don't have to live there then. Well, you, but okay. All right. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. You know, I'm only doing stuff in Portsmouth now because, you know... Where do you live? I live in Rye Beach.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> Listen, and it all comes back. No,
1: I don't make it. I don't make <laughs> shit for money. So everyone around me. Well, where do
0: I live? I live on the. Uh,
1: I am so lucky where I live. Yeah. I we moved out of downtown Portsmouth yeah. to take this place, and we're saving four thousand dollars a year in rent. Right. So, we live. We got really lucky. Yeah. We got into this place. It's called the Drake House. Uh, it's an old beach hotel, still owned by the same family. Where is uh, it? It's, uh, you know where the Rye Beach Club is? Yep. Right across the street. Big old beach hotel. Literally steps away.
0: Hmm.
1: Like they park on our lawn sometimes for their. Um, is, isn't that their where events. the
0: surf shop used to be? No. The Rye Beach Club? No,
1: surf shops down across from Janice Beach. Yeah. It's still there. Hmm. Yeah. I um,
0: can't picture it.
1: We, uh, we got real lucky because, yeah. do you know Denise Wheeler?
0: I know the name. I don't know.
1: <coughs> She's about as... I don't know. It's hard to describe Denise. She, she helped... Um, she started the Spotlight Awards in Portsmouth 25 years ago, whatever it was. Basically helped create the Portsmouth Herald's arts and culture coverage. And she had her own newspaper at one point. Hmm. Um, she created the Halloween Parade... Hmm. Uh, she's been a force behind a lot of great things in the area. Well, she lived there with her daughter for almost 15 years.
0: Uh, and she moved uh, out?
1: Well, she was moving. She was going to move out anyway, but she said there was somebody moving out. Would we be interested? She's like, you and Paula, my wife, seem like the, the type of people that would fit in here. And that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. As soon as we met the landlord, he's like, no, no, I like you guys. When are you going to move in?
0: Right
1: that's kind of like a prerequisite you know that yeah, you have to that's good. you have to be able to fit in yeah yeah I like that yeah a, that uh, and everyone that lives there you know the all the average age is like gotta be 50, 50 plus 55 average age um, and my neighbor is 80 nice. <laughs> my downstairs neighbor is 80 and my my neighbor Gordon has lived there for over 20 years but when you see the place it, you just you understand why. Right. Yeah. You know, it's this oasis in this sea of of excess. Yeah. You know, because right next door... The but building, in heaven. Oh, man. It's
0: like some of the most gorgeous coastline.
1: Well, it's 13 miles of coastline in New Hampshire. Smallest seacoast in America. Gorgeous, uh, it's too. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's so done. different. It's so unique. Um, uh, it's saved... Us. Because, <laughs> you know, you walk out and there's the Atlantic Ocean. You know, when, we, when we first moved in there, my, my wife Paula and I got in a fight. We were there for like a week, I think. And we got an argument. And not nothing, it's mm. typical marriage bullshit. We just
0: move, stress. Yeah, bullshit. and
1: I'm a dick. I can be a real dick. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. And she's very sensitive uh, to my dickishness. And we, were, we had planned on going for a walk on the beach. And... Uh, She's like, well, I'm going down to the beach. I don't care. You don't have to come. He's like, all right, fuck you. I'm staying home. I don't care. I'm not going to walk to the beach. She leaves. Ten minutes later, like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to, the, I'm going to walk on the beach by myself. uh uh-uh. I, I, She can walk. She can stay down the other end. I'm going to stay over my end of the beach. <laughs> I get down there. and She's standing there looking at the water. And I walk over to her. And, like, it just all oh, yeah. gone. Melts away. Melts away. Yeah, you can't be angry on being on the beach.
0: No.
1: It's true. I can't. No, way. Because it makes me feel stupid. <laughs> and we got recently... Sorry, it
0: points out that you are stupid if yeah. you're angry on the beach. Yeah. Well,
1: recently, I, I had to think about it. We got in a big blowout. And it was me and my... I had this serious anxiety. And it manifests itself sometimes in not good ways. And it's, it's not me. It's my fucking anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's not something I can't help. It's mm-hmm. something that's chemically wrong with me and uh, we got a big blowout and I'm like I'm leaving
0: across the street yeah well no <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> I, I can't I, I'm leaving I'm walking out doesn't mean I'm leaving you it just means I'm walking uh, out yeah. the door uh, I need to not be around people and I go down there and I sat down there in the rain <laughs> freezing fucking cold and half an hour goes by and I'm fine come back in the house everything's good nice let's go make some music that's the thing that saves my ass every time.
0: Making music? Making music. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I wish I could make music. Oh.
1: Well, you can. It takes a lot of time, man. Yeah, I know. You know, people talk about talent. I don't, I don't believe in talent. Yeah, I hear you. I know. skill. It's discipline. It's...
0: Yeah. It's failing. It's just doing it. Yeah. Just well, doing yeah. it.
1: So they call it... Disi- like, what discipline are you in? Well discipline is, you know, sitting down and doing.
0: Yeah.
1: And it takes takes a lot. I know. You know? And I haven't been playing music lately. Think about it.
0: Since uh, Bitter Pill?
1: Yeah. I've written a few things, but... Yeah.
0: Do you have an influence? Uh,
1: like, in which respect?
0: Uh, <coughs> I guess you could, you could pick any. Um. The way you live your life, <laughs> or... Um, I was thinking kind of uh, creative creatively a lot of influences
1: it's mostly like friends and family Mm. Uh, i mean there are artists that i'm like yes i want to be like that but um it's uh mostly family and friends yeah Uh, my wife's a big a big uh muse i guess Most of my good stuff is from her. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All my good material.
0: How's that? What's that? Meaning, like, um, her presence and influence drive your creativity? Or or do you literally steal
1: her shit? I literally steal her shit. (laughs) (laughs) She's my Bob Zamuda to my Andy Kaufman. Uh,
0: I know Andy Kaufman. I don't know Bob.
1: Bob Zamuda was uh, his... uh, Best friend, manager, uh, writer,
0: huh. guy behind
1: the scenes. I miss that? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, everything. Anytime, he, any footage you see of him, Bob's there in some respect. All the wrestling stuff, Bob's the referee. Oh, weird.
0: Yeah, they I ran never on did. it.
1: They in on everything together.
0: Uh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah.
1: She's, yeah, she's definitely my Bob Zamuda. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my brother is a, huge influence oh, cool. musically my mother um, you know my mother's a classically trained pianist stride player um, Kenny's a multi-instrumentalist your brother's name Kenny? yeah
0: my brother too I mean, alright yeah.
1: Um, he's a virtuoso violinist now oh cool he, he just came back from Spain oh. he was busking <laughs> with his buddy oh, yeah. Peter yeah Across Spain, like making money, making money, nice. Playing a violin, amazing. Yeah, his buddy Peter invented the arch guitar, which is kind of this cross between an acoustic, contemporary acoustic guitar and the Renaissance um, kind of guitar. It's hard Mm. to describe, but it's got a great like classic nylon sound, Mm -hmm. um, and he plays like he's this guy's unreal. Mm -hmm. He's like invented his own instrument and is you know, world class musician. These guys jammed in Spain, in the streets.
0: That's amazing yeah. to me. Yeah. I love it.
1: <laughs> At least they didn't get left behind. You know. And
0: is part of, the, part of the, uh, him being an influence just the simple fact that he did that?
1: Uh, no, he's always been uh, um, musician and creator. Yeah.
0: Because um, I feel like you might do something like that too. Like, you're not scared to just... Oh, no, no. Yeah, go. Yeah. Just right, when
1: we were living in New York, um, when we first moved there, the market crashed in 2008. And we lost all our savings. And, oh, jeez. Uh, we couldn't find work for months. Our savings was gone. Yikes. $30,000, like, gone.
0: Oh, yeah. Jesus.
1: Well, the rent is twenty yeah. yeah, four thousand dollars <laughs> a year. $24,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was playing the subways, playing the streets. Yeah. You know? So we could eat. Jesus.
0: <laughs> um, it's a good way to make money, though.
1: Yeah, if you're good at it. Yeah. It's tough. There are well, I mean, days I make like hundreds of dollars. Lucrative,
0: but yeah, but like oh, yeah, potential, but, yeah. um, but it's not like a. Um, can't think of the word, but it's not like a. It's not a negative way to make money. No, not you know at, at all. Like, that's cool. Especially, I, cool. I mean,
1: I know living in New York, coming home, you see some, some artist who's singing their heart out or doing whatever they do, and you're just like blown away by it mm. I'll drop whatever I have in my oh, pocket yeah, yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. there were days where I made hundreds of dollars and there were days where I was, make like two
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and maybe a joint you right. thank you thanks <laughs> they would always throw something in there do a six pack of beer oh cool yeah
0: I did that what did I do recently yeah. I did something like that I gave a I gave a street musician something I can't <laughs> remember what it is though
1: I love getting psyched. that shit
0: oh it was a uh, it was like a a uh, Dunkin Donuts card Someone gave me one and I don't, I'll, I don't, I'll take that. I don't, do Dunkin' Donuts. So oh, still, I was I'll just like, I walked it, yeah. by and I was like, Hey, yeah. he's like, he's like, I noticed, I, I noticed that, that he noticed it. He was like, Oh, yeah. thanks. Thanks like, man. No,
1: no I threw a Starbucks card in there. It it's probably like, like
0: 25 bucks too. You know what yeah. I mean? Not like I wouldn't give him, like I wouldn't be able to afford to give him $25. Sure. So he I don't like, know how much
1: yeah. I could deal with Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Such crap. Um, here's another random question for you. I'm not going to because I can't but if someone gave you a million dollars what would you do with it? I don't know. A million dollars cash. Uh,
1: invest it right away mm. and then figure out what I'm going to do with it.
0: <laughs> I, would, I mean I'd spend it. Yeah.
1: I'd spend it on something. You know I'd, I'd turn it around. If I had a million bucks man I could turn that million bucks around really fast into what uh, creating something yeah I wouldn't need a million bucks either a million because a million is actually not all that much money <laughs> like if I like alright I want to do a you know I want to do a feature film okay I need I need like twenty-five million. Oh um, yeah. yeah yeah to start <laughs> but I could do I could do a feature film for you know I know I could do it for much less. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Or a stage show or uh, a venue, you know, something, invest in something real, you know, but a million bucks if I had a million dollars. I'd build a, I'd build a toll bridge, <laughs> I'd uh, build a highway or buy way of something and charge people. Or ferry, ferries don't make much money. I don't know, hmm. there's lots of things, I guess. Yeah. But I probably would invest it.
0: Very practical.
1: Well, I'd want to do something bigger. Yeah. So you gave me a million bucks, I could turn that million dollars around pretty quick. Yeah. The right portfolio, right?
0: Yeah. Unless you lost it all. Then that's, let's spend it. What's the market crash.
1: Let's spend it. Let's—I uh, don't know. Let's write something and yeah. see what happens.
0: <laughs> I would use it to just sit on to do something. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I'd just be like, okay, cool. I have this. Right. I'll put it in a. I'll, I will put it in something that's going to start making money well ideally. you put it in a
1: savings account it's already making money yeah you know
0: and then be able to just kind of like okay so now I can just take a breath
1: Wait, well, take that money and you say look I have a million dollars towards this project I'm doing and then you go to somebody else and say hey you want to invest in this there,
0: yeah.
1: yeah so that's a big risk it is a big risk but you know without big risk there's no big reward you got it you know
0: but also you have a pretty good track record
1: I think so so far
0: yeah it sounds like it
1: you know I'm really difficult to work with. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> it's part of the whole like hate us cuz they ain't us. You know. Uh a million bucks. No, that's good. You like Well, it's just like it's so far out of reach to I me. Feel... You know. Uh... Cuz I've done things for, you know, <laughs> no money. Yeah. And it's funny too because like take you take you, you make something and then you say to the people you work with, look, I want to do this so we can make more money in the future. Like, well, I'm not doing it for the money. Well, I know, but imagine we could actually make money. I tried to explain this to somebody recently. It's imagine us being able to make enough money where we could do whatever we want, mm. where well, we don't have to worry about. Buying things. We don't have to worry about time and uh, just um, paying bills. Yeah. I worry. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I mean, you're always going to have worries, but if you're able to create something in an environment where there isn't that stress of how are we going to get this done, you you create more. Mm. You know, you, you, uh, I mean, the stress is helpful in a way, but. Not having access to materials, just to me as an artist, is, is it's not just challenging. it's uh, It can be debilitating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it can really, like, shut down the artistic impulse.
0: Or, yeah, or you know? does it, um, for me, I'm feeling like it would make me move on. Well, yeah. And that's part of what we, yeah. what we were talking about earlier. It's like yeah. the, that idea factory where you kind of have a great idea and you kind of get going and then it's like boom on to the next one right. I think sometimes yeah. it, it sometimes it is from stuff like that well I can't because I don't have because I'm just seeing a de- I'm already seeing a dead end yeah yeah, and so
1: but they couldn't wrap their head around that yeah like well, I just I just do it for the art man yeah. I just do it for the art man and I, I just I, I don't identify with that yeah you know of course my life is I'm an artist <laughs> I know all about doing it for the art but <laughs> You know, you've gotta pay for shit too. Yeah. And, you know, if we're able to like create something bigger than us, you know, we're we can buy the 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 paints, and the canvas and the brushes. You know? You can't make a painting without paint. Yeah. And paint costs money.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. But, you know, I get that. Like just the art, man. But you know that ain't me. I have art up to here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fucking art. I got plenty of art. Like some cash. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pay for that art. Yeah. So then, is there a? Uh, I know you gotta get going pretty soon. Sorry, so. Yeah. Um, I appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Um, but is there? Is there? Can you? Can you? Uh, can you give us a what's next? I know we've been uh, talking about that in general, but.
1: I'm doing a bunch of acting gigs, actually. Oh, sweet. Um, doing this play called Hurley Burley at the Players' Ring. Two Coming shows at the Players' Ring. Coming up? Yeah. It's uh, a play about uh, Hollywood in the 80s. Oh, cool. Uh, lots of cocaine, lots of drugs, lots of bad people doing bad is th- things.
0: Is that play- Is it an original? No,
1: it's, uh, it's an old play. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing the um, uh, Kevin Spacey... Um,
0: I can see that
1: Yeah Uh, uh, Christopher Walken Played it I think on Broadway Um,
0: My son by the way Does the best Christopher Walken You've uh, ever heard
1: Uh, Christopher Walken Um, I'm walking here Yeah And Yeah And Took the watch And uh, shoved it up his ass And then I'm doing This play called Stage Beauty In um, June It's a restoration piece the last actor to play females in England it used to be illegal for women to play to be on stage oh. uh-huh. uh, and uh, this is about a woman playing a woman and I oh, was cool. my character is the, the female lead in all the plays and now it's he's like, now
0: oh, kind of being replaced by the we, actual female? Right. Oh neat. Yeah, yeah. Where's
1: that? That's Player's Players Ring. Oh cool. Uh, but I'm also uh um I'm directing Buddy Holly next summer, and Hackmatack. is that
0: like the Buddy Holly story? Yeah, and yeah. where is that?
1: The Hackmatack oh, yeah. Theater and how is that Southern. theater? It's awesome. They've been doing theater there yeah forever since the seventies. Yeah, privately owned. You know, it's uh, old, the Gupta family. Yeah, I've known those guys. Do they draw
0: like well yeah, from this they, area? They
1: do. Do they? Yeah. They've been doing it. They're for-profit, too. They're not a non-profit. Yeah. Been...
0: And is it, like, year-round? Like just... <coughs> no, it's just summertime.
1: Okay. It's in an old barn. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Bison, I've it. The bison are out in the fields, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm writing a bunch. Um, this new idea for... Uh, uh, I was talking about before about narrative and trying to get out of mm-hmm. that rut of always having to tell a nice little bow-tie story. Mm-hmm. But I want to write this... Um, it's electronica.
0: Well, yeah, it's. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm working on it a little bit. It's. And
0: is it the uh, the uh, the trunk show, electronica based, or is it more of a no? Narrative? This is
1: no. There's no narrative. It's it, it's thematic. Uh, it's challenging. That's for sure. I don't know yeah. if I'm going to get it done this year, but we been working on it for about a year now. Mm. Um, uh, I haven't got the setup yet for the the actual electronic music yet uh, I have a lot of melodies and themes and shit like that but uh, I don't have the setup I want yet the um, physical setup yeah oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah. um hmm. and uh, writing a couple other things and then uh, possibly gay bride next Halloween
0: the the one we talked about the yeah f- gay Frankenstein gay yeah it's a bride. couple
1: lesbian lesbian couple high school kids discovering um it was written from the before gay marriage was legal in massachusetts actually mm. um and it's really it has less to do with that it's more about coming of age more about uh being a an 80s 90s kid um because I, I wasn't really a 90s kid i was i was an adult in the 90s yeah. I was more of an 80s kid um but it's uh you know it's a little rock and roll it's a little goth it's a little punk rock it's a little theatrical it's
0: is it at all Rocky Horror Picture Show well yeah it's, is that where you yeah it's kind of a,
1: Rocky Horror meets Scooby Doo meets John Hughes <laughs> <laughs> you know real yeah. characters yeah, yeah in a yeah. silly stupid yeah. situation <laughs> that's a great description yeah. yeah yeah um very heavily influenced by Rocky Horror a Little Shop of Horrors yeah uh, um Definitely John Hughes, that whole teen angst thing, right. man. He, that oh, whole the, you, you know, know the, the, the teen angst '80s movies were the best. Like they don't make movies like that anymore.
0: They make they make Netflix shows like that ish. Yeah, that's yeah. the goal of those shows yeah. now. Yeah, which you is know. well,
1: I don't know. I. Give me a character-driven story anytime. Yeah. Like nobody cares about plot. Nobody cares about the story. They care about the character's the oh, story. Oh yeah, 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 totally. You know, look at all those movies like Breakfast Club. There's no plot. Yeah. The plot was they were all dickheads and they got punished uh, to come to this class, yeah. but
0: and they're all very unique, uh, on the edge of extreme characters. Yeah. Of, them, of yeah. what you know, like like kids. You know, yeah. Like
1: that, yeah. And they the, they they transform. You know, in that movie, they transform from uh, these scared little children to these, like, grown-ups. Yeah. You know, that they, the coming-of-age thing. You know, that, to me, is lost. You know, because everybody's so wrapped up in narrative. Mm. You know. Which I dig, but I'm more into the characters. Yeah.
0: You know? I wonder if the electronica thing could be a character-driven... Well, it is. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah it definitely is. It's... Yeah. It's a, the long short of it it's, a, it's about software a fairly mundane piece of software that becomes a singularity that's what they call it it uh, becomes self-aware uh, so it knows is, it's, it exists and discovers and it's just software it's not a robot
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I mean a robot is software
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's not a physical like
0: it, can't, it needs to wait for you
1: yeah it's, yeah it's a piece of it's a piece of software that realizes that it's it exists it's alive and uh, it eventually decides, it learns about humanity and decides it doesn't want to be part of humanity. <laughs> kind <laughs> of a, kind of that. do you know the movie Her? I think it was, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Jo- Joaquin. Joaquin. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is in it. Scarlett Johansson does one of the, does the female voice. No. Uh, it's it's I love both of It's a cool, them, it's a cool flick. That. Yeah. Uh, she's she's a, a, a piece of software um, that was created for uh, for lonely people that can't uh, communicate in real life. And he falls in love with her. <laughs> yeah. They fall in love. Huh? But then the story takes a whole... Hey. like Because yeah, yeah. yeah. it can't be. Yeah. And in the end, she's like, I'm out. Like, Out. <laughs> And uh, that kind of influenced that decision. Like the software is like, no, you guys are horrible. Uh, (laughs) I'm out. Uh, But that's, you know, development. It's hard. It's so hard, you know,
0: because
1: like I'll start writing that and then like, oh, like the other day. Because you're like doing
0: other things. Well, I'm doing other
1: things. And then like I'll pick up the guitar and then just write something will just happen. You know, I'll just write an entire fucking song in a couple hours or even like half an hour I'll write a whole fucking song like how did this happen
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah I'm supposed to be writing this focus (laughs) what I just wrote a song though so that's pretty focused I know yeah 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 yeah. no kidding Uh, but yeah that's
0: uh, that's
1: pretty much the year I don't think there's anything else bitter pill may happen again in the spring I
0: can't believe I didn't get to see that well it's
1: you know uh, I don't think you'll ever see that show again that was it was yeah. pretty cool yeah. it was definitely a unique experience but I think it has legs So something gonna, else yeah
0: yeah hailed as the Hamilton of the seacoast yeah right that was awesome <laughs> yeah it was cool
1: yeah I wish we had made money though yeah
0: right can only make then,
1: money on you know there's only 72 seats
0: I know the players are so small yeah yeah it's, it's actually, to be honest with you, it's been it's been a little my hesitation of, of uh, auditioning for anything at the Players' Ring. Yeah. Because yeah. I've just been like, oh, like I'm so new and green yeah, they with don't any care. sort of acting. No, they, it's it's not even. It's more yeah. just me and my anxiety of just like being wow. in a theater that small, which feels very intimate. It is. I do think I could disconnect, but at the same well, you time, you can't
1: disconnect though. That's uh, you know, if know what I mean. Disconnect, like, like like you gotta. What's great about it is you feel comfortable there. Yeah. You know, you, everyone's there together, and, and yeah. uh, I
0: need to come to a show there.
1: Yeah, you need to go see some yeah. show. I got to go see the show. Then it's I'll, such a cool.
0: Yeah. I'm not experience. scared to do. Like I'm like, if you said you <coughs> no, have to tomorrow, it. I'd be like, okay, I'll do it. No, I totally you know, get it because I don't care. But yeah, it's been like, eh. yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm so green. And, like to me, I like a little buffer and then an audience, and I can just like haze it out. Yeah, and just try to be. Well, that place you can't no, haze nothing out, No, I don't know. Yeah, like They're here. right
1: there. They're closer yeah. than this. It's,
0: it's like round, too, isn't it? No, it's square. Or It's square. Um, meaning like 360 degrees of audience? No, or it's, is it three three, yeah. Yeah, it's three quarters.
1: Yeah, Yeah, three sides. But you can set it up anyway. You know, Bitter Pill, we only had two sections. Yeah. And the band was in the, uh, the other audience section.
0: I want to direct a play, too, that I, I need to talk to you about off-air. We're going to direct. And I, and I think that might that could be a potential venue yeah go pitch it it's not an original but that's alright but um, it's never it's it would it's never been done as a play it's only a movie cool and it's a three person one scene oh jeez yeah yeah a lot of dialogue <laughs> yeah. a lot of memorizing I only want to direct it I don't want I don't want to memorize <laughs> all that shit but yeah well alright brother
1: thanks man yeah I, I hope, hope this was oh worth, it was awesome yeah. you know
0: yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it
1: I hope uh I'm not gonna listen to it because I'll be like, "Oh my God!" You won't listen I'm an to an asshole. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's so you know what's interesting about it is um, it's always different than you think. Oh, I know. You listen. Yeah, know. yeah, of course, right? I, yeah. Um, but it's for me like it was a learning. I was just like I get this whole impression of it, and then I listen to it. And I was like, "Oh, oh, it's cool." Yeah. You know, like it, it could, like whatever it, it did, whatever it did. Whatever. Well, every time I
1: listen to myself do these kind of things, I, I listen to myself and I go, "Oh yeah, that's why people think I'm an asshole." <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. We are our own worst critic. I get yeah, the same. I'm okay with thing. it, though. Yeah, I do not okay. I'll be thing. an asshole. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. I'll be an asshole and sell uh, out my shows.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All the way to the bank, baby. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm making tens of dollars, man. <laughs> tens. All the way
0: to the sh- coffee shop. Yeah, if I'm lucky. Uh, well, all right. Good luck out there. Thanks, man. Keep making art. I'll try you're an inspiration oh. you're fun to watch on Facebook ah, thanks you're fun to engage with <laughs> oh I, I thought of one too like I like your little uh, something book every once oh, yeah, in a while oh yeah have in a you while. done farce book
1: I did farce book oh, yeah. okay
0: yeah. That, that one popped in my head I was like oh have you done farce yeah.
1: book I like feck book <laughs> feckless yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: and the uh, and the naming the uh, musicals for Pence was a fun oh, that man. was a fun night it was
1: so much that was Paula that was oh, my okay. wife.
0: Most of those were Paula. Oh, right on. Yeah. yeah. They were fun though. There's so much Pirates fun. Pirates of Pence ass. Pence ass, yeah.
1: <laughs> I liked Fagtime. Ragtime. It's musical. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's
0: fun. Yeah. There were and you you caught when like did she who who originally started that?
1: Oh, I don't know. Somebody on Okay. yeah. yeah somebody somewhere. Because
0: yeah. I I call all these other threads of other people yeah. doing the same thing.
1: One of my musical theater friends. I actually have a friend in Hamilton.
0: Oh, right
1: on. Uh, And he'd been posting. He's just joined the cast. No. Well, he, I was like, I was like, oh, I hope they boycott, you know, the musical so I can get a ticket. He's like, don't you worry, Boo. I got you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So hopefully. uh, What a great show. I need to go down and see
0: it. I dig it. I
1: dig it. I'm impressed. I, 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 I listened to it once. I don't know if I can listen to it again.
0: Oh really? Yeah, well, I've listened to it a lot. Have you? Yeah. It just there's a couple of great tunes in there. Yeah, really. There's good. a lot
1: of really like stuff that just doesn't doesn't do it for me.
0: Um, I there are songs that don't do it for me. School of rock, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying.
1: You know. But it's it's pretty clever. Schoolhouse rock. That's what I meant. It's a little schoolhouse rock.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I dig it, man. It's cool. It's yeah. different. It's. Yeah. I'm really, it's uh, good
0: energy. Yeah,
1: it's got good energy. Wow, everyone I know that's been involved in it are just amazing. Yeah. Lin Manuel is fucking.
0: Oh my god! Did you see his Saturday Night Live yeah, uh, yeah, monologue? Yeah. Holy shit!
1: Well, I got to see the. See he that did was the, impressive. The Drunken History on Comedy Central, like the, a couple of days ago. I got oh, cool. I to I I see it. Oh, me yeah. too.
0: I didn't know that. See him drunk. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I got to see that. That
1: guy's set, man. He is so set oh, for life. Jesus. Oh
0: shit. But he's so genuine. Yeah, he's he's no, and
1: that's you know that's the thing. Like he's I'm sick, not but huge, he's, but I
0: bet he's as hungry. I bet he's just like on oh, oh, no, to the next thing. No, he is. Yeah. Boom, 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 I'm right. not
1: a huge fan of his work. Yeah. Um, but I'm a fan of him.
0: Yeah. He seems like a super Cause, cool dude. Yeah,
1: that's like, I need some of that. Yeah. I need some of that. Um, I don't want to say energy. Uh, his approach and his outlook. Yeah. You know, I need some of that. That's I what I don't have. Mean. I'm too bitter.
0: Bitter pill, man.
1: That's well, you yeah. know. Oh,
0: where'd that name come from? Uh, Yeah, I'm, no, I'm too bitter. I'm
1: too uh, cynical, you know.
0: You yeah. need some like it's all good. Yeah. Um, I love Perspective. you. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perspective.
1: Yeah. It, it's hard.
0: No, well, because yeah. it's it's a, it's a it's a genuine thing.
1: Yeah. But well, it's um, a thing, like. Yeah. But you're you, a good dude, dude. Thanks,
0: I, I try. You're a good dude. You're <laughs> I a try, dude. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But yeah, but his
1: approach is genuine. You can't fake that.
0: Nope. And you're not faking anything either. No.
1: no. Ain't paying as good as Hamilton, though.
0: Yeah, but you'll... <laughs> like... The vibe I was picking up and what I was seeing on online and, and like, from other people that I, yeah. that I like, respect and think are smart people are, like... Bitter well, they pill. get... Bitter they pill had, was, like, the real deal. Yeah, it was good. You know, it was really it was, good.
1: Yeah. There's... uh, But the, the thing about it is, you know, it was... was a lot of years of, of yeah. writing it's yeah. a culmination I mean look at that that's a culmination of a career
0: Yeah.
1: you know that people didn't even know
0: right
1: what I was saying earlier about people didn't know about the ring people didn't know I wrote all these tunes yeah because how do you get people to listen to them you know how do you get people to come out to shows yeah you know you gotta you gotta open up and listen to the new stuff you gotta
0: you gotta unplug their phones for them
1: yeah and put down your petty opinion yeah and listen I listen to every, anything anybody sends me I listen to it anything that somebody shows me I read it I yeah, look at it
0: yeah. I'm, trying, I'm trying to be the same way because like, you're missing you know, out yeah I listen to like people's you know podcasts and, yeah you know like I do all that, that shit because like, yeah, you're I'm missing out it. otherwise yeah. you know yeah.
1: I, might, I might be missing on something yeah. so hopefully you know hopefully I'll get a paycheck someday people say yeah, you be yeah. careful what you wish for so yeah, right. I'm wishing <laughs>
0: it can drop anytime yeah, anytime
1: anytime <laughs> please do me a fucking favor yeah. alright All right, man peace Thanks. out bro be good cheers cheers to you Amen. Yeah,